Welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Heather. And today we have a special year-end recap episode. We're going to recap some of our favorite reads, some of our not-so-favorite reads, and everything in between. We'll keep it spoiler-free as far as the books go, but spoilers on our opinions, for sure. Anyway, before we get into it, we've got to talk about our fuel for this discussion. Heather, what are you drinking? I made myself an iced coffee with some Rice Krispies coffee mate creamer. Mmm, the Rice Krispies good. It is good. It's very delicious. And I, even though Christmas is technically over the day, it's the day after. I'm still using my Grinch cup, though. I'm not surprised in the <laughs> slightest. But also this week in between Christmas and New Year's is like purgatory. It's like Agreed. the in-between where and, nothing exists or doesn't exist. And I'm always so sad the day after Christmas because I just get really depressed that it's over. <laughs> it's when a build are you going to take your day. Christmas tree down? Um, we usually take it down regardless after New Year's Day. So probably the weekend after New Year's. Okay. Usually when we take our Christmas decorations down. This is our first time having a real tree though. Oh, so, yeah. But we only just got it a couple weeks ago. But still, I'm sure we're probably going to get rid of that probably on New Year's Day. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. I don't know if you're going to keep them up until the middle of June or something. Um. <laughs> Listen, I would have... I mean, Eric actually probably both would. We wouldn't care, yeah. but... <laughs> okay. So this weekend, Eric and I were running errands. And over the past couple months, I've turned into a Starbucks girly. But Eric is still a Duncan boy. So we went to Duncan and Eric orders his toasted white chocolate iced coffee with the cookie butter cold foam. Fancy. I'm like, you know what? Give me that butter pecan iced coffee cream too sweet and less. And I was like, I was like, I should have gotten a cold brew. I might have messed up. And this was the most delicious iced coffee that I've had in a very long time. And I was like, you know what? It's a classic. It is a classic. It absolutely is a classic. So sometimes you just gotta forgo a delicious holiday beverage in honor of a classic. Mm-hmm. And that's It has that. to happen. It has to happen sometimes. Just once in a while. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right. So first and foremost, we're going to talk about some pod-specific reads and what our favorite book and least favorite book that we covered. So Heather, what was your favorite book that we covered on the podcast this year? My favorite book that we covered was In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife by Ashley Winstead. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised by it and how much I enjoyed it. I remember it was such a big like bookstagram and TikTok book. And I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it or not. And mm-hmm. but I really did. And I thought the writing was really good. You know, what was his name? Gus? No, not Gus. Oh my God, what was his name? Uh, Coop. 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 Gus was a uh, Gus was Beatrice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coop was literally the the man. TM mm-hmm. obsessed with him, and I just really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed her writing. So I think that was actually my favorite book that we covered. Okay, that's a good choice. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I love that book. I know you chose it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my favorite book that we covered is actually Looking for Alaska. Nice. And it's because I had never read it before. And I feel like it's a rite of passage Mm -hmm. to read it. And I don't know if I would have gone back and read it if you hadn't picked it to cover. And then obviously, I ended up really liking it. Mm -hmm. And you know, all the messages behind it. And it was just such a good book. And I'm like, okay, you forced me to read it. 
not in a bad way. And I'm happy. <laughs> I also like that our favorite books are both ones that we chose. So you yeah. chose And My Dreams to Hold the Knife and I chose Looking for Alaska. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I didn't think about that. I like yeah. that. Okay. So least favorite book that we covered. I mean, what could it be? Anyone who listened to the episode knows that our least favorite book is The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And it's really only our least favorite. This was the only book that we read this entire year for the pod that was tough for me to get through. Mm -hmm. I was confused. I didn't understand. I lost the plot multiple times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it was the only one that we couldn't really like find enough good aspects of it to balance out what we didn't like. I agree. And wasn't this the book that we had all those technical difficulties with? No, that was Spells for Forgetting. Oh, that's right. That's right. That you're, you're right, because it's spooky. And we were like, not surprised that there was yeah. a magical realism happening with our technology. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although this had some paranormal things too. It did. Magic. It did. Oh, never mind. Let's not even revisit it. <laughs> Let's not even revisit it. <laughs> yeah, no, not not the best choice. But we tried. Mm-hmm. We did and try. It did make for a fun discussion. I'm not gonna lie. It, no, I remember recording that. And even though it wasn't good, the discussion was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen. You don't have to read the book, honestly. No, please don't. Actually, you'll, <laughs> please that's don't. hours of your life. You'll never get back. <laughs> exactly. Just spend an hour listening to the episode, and that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. Um, I want to add since we had the same answer. Mm-hmm. I want to add most disappointing book we covered. So a book that we had really high hopes for, but it just didn't deliver. Yeah. What's Mine yours? was Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. This book was so hyped up for obvious reasons. And I had heard such good things about it. So I was actually really excited that we were going to read it. And it just wasn't it for me. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was the scenery we discussed was beautiful, but everything else was just meh for me yeah it was kind of longer than it needed to be a lot of filler that wasn't really needed so it wasn't my favorite yeah I agree I also don't think we ever would have read it or it would have come across our radar if it hadn't been so hyped up mm-hmm. I because agree, nothing actually. about it really set it apart no and I still don't know why they made it into a movie either but whatever they yeah. did it it's a thing that happened <laughs> it's a thing that happened it's it's not our money. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we just wasted a couple hours of our life. But like we talked about, we are happy that we read it because Agreed. we had to see what all the, the fuss was about. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, most disappointing was We Have Always Lived in the Castle. I didn't not enjoy the book, but I just expected more. I expected it to be a little scarier. Yeah. I expected it to just to have more substance, I guess. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Especially because Shirley Jackson, she's like one of the greats. And, you know, we've seen like Haunting of Hill House, which is so good. So I was like, eh, I expected more. But Mm -hmm. another one that I'm glad that we read. (laughs) All right. So how about a book that surprised you the most that we covered? So a book that surprised me the most was actually The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. But this was in a good way. I... I, the only book I had read prior to reading this was Final Girls, which I really enjoyed. But this one was just so different. And 
it was just so good. Mm -hmm. Like, if I didn't choose In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife, I think this would have been my favorite book we covered. But I was really pleasantly surprised with how good it was. And I'm really looking forward to reading all his other books. Mm -hmm. Because he's a good author. Definitely. And that story was just... And especially the ending. The ending is what got me, too. That was what was one of the most surprising things was the ending. And it was so detailed, but not in an unnecessary way. No, no, it was neat. That was a book where you need the details. The details that were in that book were something that were beneficial to the story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is another one that you picked a book that I picked, and I'm picking a book that you picked, (laughs) because the book that surprised me the most was Beach Read, and in a good way. Yeah, I'm not normally a romance girly. We all know that. But I loved that they were authors. So it had like the book tie in. It had the cult tie in. So as far as romance goes, it had all of the aspects that made it perfect for me. And Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was really good. That was that was also I had a feeling it was going to be good just because of how hyped again this one was on bookstagram Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it was probably hyped up on book talk too yeah so and everyone loves her books it seems this wasn't her first one but this one I know was like one of her most popular ones Mm -hmm. and I wonder if all of them the titles have absolutely nothing to do with the book. I'm not sure, but I will definitely be reading another one of her books because Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. All right. So outside of the pod, we obviously read a lot of additional books this year. So an author we discovered this year that is now an auto buy, no matter what. What's yours? Multiples. Because how could I not? And three, so I have six in total. Three are- okay. Listen, not mad about it. There's three that we read that were authors from the pod episodes and three that weren't. Okay. So the three that I read from the pod were Emily Henry. Okay. Lee Bardugo, because I shadow him, that whole, that first trilogy was really good. Mm-hmm. And Ashley Winstead, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The three that weren't covered on the pod are all romance novelists. So Liz Tomford, she did the sports romance, Elsie Silver, the cowboy romance author, and Carly Fortune, which she wrote one of my top five favorite books this year, which we'll talk about. But yeah, so those are my six now autobuys. All females, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Frieda McFadden, and Riley Sager, but I actually discovered them last year. So they Mm -hmm. don't count, but they are autobots. I almost put Riley Sager, but I was like, ooh, but I read Final Girls in 2022. So that's kind of a lie. So I didn't discover him this year, even though this book, I liked the first one, but I loved this this one even more. So yeah. So mine, I only have two, but the first is Julie Clark. I've read two of hers so far, and they both are about two women and their different storylines and how they intersect with each other. They both have a kind of like feminist undertone and she's just really good at developing characters because most of the characters are not likable, but she develops them so well that you start to like them in the end. So I'm like, I definitely want to read more by her. And A.R. Tori. You do like them. Yeah. Yeah. So A.R. Tori is a pen name for... I think Alessandra Tori, who's a romance author, but A.R. Tori is what she writes her thrillers under. And I read two, three this past year, and I liked all of them. 
the, one I, of them wasn't very thrillery, but the writing was so good. They're just very unique storylines. I think it's so interesting when you discover an author that can do both contemporary fiction and then also mystery novels, because that's kind of what Ashley Winstead does, too. Mm-hmm. She writes contemporary fiction as well as thriller mystery novels. And yeah. I think I think that's that says a lot to that author and their writing skills as well. And also how they're able to like see a story and fully form it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like cuz when they first get that idea for the story, it's like, "Oh, is this going to be a romance, contemporary fiction, thriller?" Like they mm-hmm. have to think all that through before yeah. they start really getting into it. Mhm. So that's I like that. I I have plenty of her books on my like TBR list, not on my Mm -hmm. cart, but on like my Goodreads to be read. (laughs) But I do have a Julie Clark book that I recently got at Book Garden on my book cart. Okay. All right. So you got to read that one. Uh But yeah, you have to make a dent in your book cart before you can (laughs) buy any Ashley Winstead books. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) We're going to post a picture. You don't run my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm speaking for Eric. Okay. Yeah, true. Okay, so top five reads of the year. This is this is hard to narrow it down. And we didn't give any criteria, just that they are books that we didn't cover. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All so, my books are ones that I, I chose five that we did not do on the pod. Okay, great. All right. So take it away. Tell us your top five reads of 2023. My first one was Hands Down, The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. That book still resonates with me months later. I read that in February. The Right Move by Liz Tomford. Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. Mm-hmm. Ruin and Rising by Lee Bardugo. That's the third in the Shadow and Bone series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel when you read trilogies or anything like that, usually you don't like the later books as much as the first. But no, this book was by far my favorite out of the three. And After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh, that's a good one. So those are my top fives that I highly recommend. Obviously, you can't read Ruin and Rising until you read the other two books. But just trust me, you want to get to that one. (laughs) So I've only read one of your top five reads. Yes. All right. I'm I do take your uh, recommendation seriously. So I'm I know I was so paranoid some. about like doing the podcast and rec- recommending some of these books and they actually worked out very well. So I'm like, thank God. <laughs> you got me reading romance books over here. <laughs> got me talking about the what is it? Will they won't they mm-hmm. they always do spoiler alert. They always do. <laughs> but still, it's fun. <laughs> fun. Anyway, okay, so my top five that we did not cover on the pod. First is Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. I just loved it. It's just, just so good. It's thrillery. It's naturey. So good. Um, The second is one that you recommended to me, This Delicious Death by Kayla Cottingham. I'll never stop talking about it. I loved it so much. Funny, entertaining. There's flesh-eating zombies. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just so good. Um, <laughs> third is The Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson, which I had been putting off. I don't know why I kept putting it off for so long. And I finally read it and I absolutely loved it. Like immediate five stars. And then I went and read the sequel immediately because I just loved it so much. Wow. Okay. The fourth is another one that you recommended and even lent to me. Daisy Jones at the Six. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Taylor Jenkins (laughs) read. And this is my on my top five, not only because... It's amazing. Obviously, Mm -hmm. everyone knows that. I'm like the last person in the world to read it. But 
because it's so not something I would normally pick up. Like, This Delicious Death is right up my alley. That's something that I would read. up your alley. Mm -hmm. But Daisy Jones and the Six, I wouldn't have picked it up, especially because I was unsure about Taylor Jenkins' read. Mm -hmm. And then I just ended up loving it. And then I think it combined with the TV show made it even more, like, Uh, makes it stick out. I'm actually jealous that you got to experience them simultaneously. Yeah. Because I read Daisy Jones last year. And then watching the show this year, I'm kind of jealous that you got to read the book and then get like watch the show very soon after you read the book. Yeah. Like before I could have it in my mind what I yeah. thought it should be, mm-hmm. it's already there. Yeah. I do want to go back and listen to the audiobook. Which I has do been too. I've heard a lot of people say you should listen to the audio. And now that I've been doing audiobooks, that's actually a good idea. I should do that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then last is The Silent Woods by Kimmy Cunningham Grant. I read this towards the beginning of the year. This is another naturey book. Just maybe I'm meant to be living remote out in nature. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, the technology hates me anyway. Maybe I'm just meant to be out there. You're like the witchy the vibes. <laughs> it makes sense. It all tracks. It does. <laughs> just like the witchy version of Snow White. And there's mm-hmm. like animals yeah. just flocking to me. Absolutely. I mean, why not? All right. So now you have to add one of mine to your TBR for next year. I know. I do. Well, I actually, Once There Were Wolves is one that I've been wanting to read for a while. And also, I do have a good girl's guide to murder on my cart. Okay. <laughs> All right. So one of those two. Once there were wolves, I got a copy. You can there you go. It, but... <laughs> okay. So most overrated book that you read this year. I have two. Okay. One is from the pod. One oh. is not from the pod. Okay. So most overrated that we covered, The Silent Patient. It's a silent patient. It's a silent patient. Look, I like forgot about that. Maybe because I blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. The Silent Patient. Most overrated book. Mm-hmm. If you like it, that's fine. But know that there are better thrillers out there. And there are female authors who write thrillers. Just know it. That's that's all I'm going to say. But here's my thing. He does have a new book coming out in 2024. And I probably am going to read it because I just need to know if, he's, if he hates women in every single book he writes. If this, this is just a trend. I mean... I might hate myself after I read it, but I'm going, I'm probably going. It's not an immediate read. If I come across it, I'll read it. So it's for research purposes. It is truly for research purposes because I need to know if this guy is truly a a hater of women or just making them inferior to men in every single book. You know what? You're doing the Lord's work. You need to, you need to do that research and I appreciate it. You are so welcome. Um, do not pick it for the pod. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> if we're going to do a repeat to author next year, it's not going to be him. It's I'll not tell you that right Alex now. Nicolades. There's probably going to be a repeat author, but it's not going to be him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have our promise, everyone. Mm-hmm. We will not be covering no, Alex Nicolades again. Absolutely not. Um, and my most overrated that we did not cover is The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. They made it into a movie and Ron Weasley's in it. And I don't understand why. Why did he do that? I mean, the movie was better than the book, but just, I don't know. I guess I don't like post-apocalyptic mm. horror or something. I don't know. It was jumped all over the place. It was a hot mess. And I see a lot of people like it. And a lot of people like the movie. And I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. And I can I can acknowledge that I have very different tastes than a lot of people. So... In my opinion, most overrated, but, you know, to each their own. Exactly. What is your most overrated book? My most overrated book 
was the book that you suggested I read, which was The Last Miss Parish by Liz Constantine. Uh, mm -hmm. I just wasn't a fan. It was mainly the writing for me. Like, I think I had said this when we did one of our bonus episodes. The writing was just very immature in a, in a way. It just wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't as well written as other books I had been reading at that time. So it kind of threw me for a loop because... Again, this book was all over the internet. So I knew that this was something I had that people were so obsessed with and it had such good ratings on Goodreads. And then I'm reading this book and I'm like, no, just not. It just wasn't for me. Like the same thing. It just wasn't, which I'm surprised because it's definitely up my alley. But I think it just had to do with the immaturity of the writing that got to me. I think it's like a silent patient situation where it's like a gateway book into those type of domestic thrillers uh -huh. because you know then you have the wife upstairs you have the housemaid you have all these that are better written even like behind closed doors all yeah. of these that are that are better written books but this was like the book that got everyone reading those yes and i think that's the same with the silent patient like that's what got everyone reading these super twisty thrillers psychological thrillers yeah exactly so i definitely think if i reread that now i would not be as impressed as i was when i first mm -hmm. read it but it definitely got me started on that yeah. you know i'm still glad i read it and i definitely liked the premise of the book mm -hmm. i like i said i just think it was just the writing for me yeah yeah I could see that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how about most underrated book? Well, hi ironically, mine is This Delicious Death by Kayla Cunningham because I think everyone needs to read it. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, obviously. Because <laughs> I feel like almost every book I read this year was so popular. Mm -hmm. So I really had to go through and think about what I haven't really seen a lot of on the internet, and it's this one. And I think that everyone – I know it's a YA and it's quirky, but it's so good. Mm -hmm. You can like any kind of genre, and I think you'll enjoy this book. I agree. And I didn't see it. I haven't seen it anywhere online. Mm -mm. That's why I'm like, I. it's right up my alley, but I mm -hmm. never would have come across it if mm -hmm. you hadn't recommended it. Yeah. So I agree with that one. Um, once again, I have two. One of them we both read, I'll Be You by Janelle Brown. Oh, yes. So that we read for book club, and I'm still thinking about it. And that I didn't see anywhere either. I've seen Janelle Brown for... Uh, the other book, Pretty Things, which I have, okay. I haven't read yet. And even just the title, the cover, like nothing gives, mm -mm. nothing would make you want to read this book. But it was so good. Mm -hmm. It was. It was a good one. And the other one is Any Man by Amber Tamblin. Oh, that's it's, right. It's um, a story about the impact of sexual assault from several different male survivor perspectives. It's fiction, but it sure doesn't feel like fiction when you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, I mean, I have seen it on Book Talk a little bit, like towards the beginning of the year. That's when I read it. But not enough people are talking about it. Like it is such a powerful book. And you just don't see enough from a male's perspective. I mean, she's a female writing it. But you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that subject from a male perspective. Yeah. So I think that's one that everyone should read. It is very triggering, but still a good book. All right. So how about... Our most anticipated for next year, obviously not everything that we know we're going to want to read is out yet, but is there anything well, around that you know about? I was actually, someone had posted on Bookstagram a nice kind of post of all the upcoming thrillers for next year that there were okay. so many good authors like Riley Sager has a new book coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, Stacey Willingham has a new book coming out. 
Holly Jackson. Holly Jack. There's just, there's so, Simo- yeah, Simone St. James has a new one coming out. So there's a bunch of really good thrillers, novels that will be coming out by these amazing authors. But my most anticipated for next year is 100% The Women by Kristen Hanna. Because yes. I love anything she writes so far. And I think that that's going to be, I've heard already people that have gotten, people that have gotten arcs of it have, have said it's literally amazing. Because oh, wow. it's basically, okay. it's about the women nurses in the Vietnam War, I think it was. Oh, wow. So okay. it's, so it's going to be the war from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm really okay. interested for that. Because her and books sure- are always, her books are always very heavily female or like, they're very female oriented. Well, you know, we love that around here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you said, you know, we're probably going to cover Kristen Hanna at some point. We are actually. Yes, year. we definitely are. Not this book, but it will be one of her books next year. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, I was definitely looking at I saw you post that that Riley Sager had one coming out. I was super excited. The other ones that you listed too. I know that like Riley Sager isn't coming out until June. Mm-hmm. So we have a long time to wait. I personally am really excited to read A Court of Thorn and Roses. I know that I'm the problem. I am late to this one. But once we decided that we were going to cover it on the pod at some point, I obviously decided to wait. And I'm just excited to see what it's all about. So even though it's not a new release, it's my most anticipated. That's fair, though. That's fair. So we'll see. And actually, she has a third. The third book is coming out in the Crescent City series in like February. Okay. For that, which I am looking forward to, but I still need to read the second one. And they're just very hefty. Like, yeah, very hefty. These ones, they're even heftier than the Akatar series. It's chonky. So I, I mean, just know. Is it necessary? Is it? I know. And I've, I need to read the second one. And I obviously will because the third one's coming out. But it's, I need to also just put myself in the right mind space because it is like romantic fancy and everything. So it's yeah. romanticy. So it's like, you know, I gotta, you gotta like really get yourself out of <laughs> the normal reading. And yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you have to like switch gears sometimes? Yeah. Like I'll be like, oh, this is the book I wanted to read next. And I'm like, no, I'm not prepared to read. That no, book you right really now. have to be prepared for it 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's also why I'm excited about Akatar because even though it's like so hyped up, I don't know if I'm going to like it. So yeah. I'm going into it with no expectations. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're like, because oh, then my Vicky was the one that recommended the series to me. And she was so hyped for me to read it. And now I get to experience it with you. And I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be a wild ride, guys. And you get to come along for the ride with 100%. Us. <laughs> Any other categories that we need to cover? No, I think that that's a really nice, really nice way to tie up our end of the year. I completely agree. And we're really excited to start on next year's episodes. Mm-hmm. We'll try and keep it diverse and fresh. And like we said, we might have some repeat authors, but, you know, we'll try to mix it up. Mm -hmm. That's all we have for you for this end of year episode. We want to thank you first and foremost for tuning in. If you enjoy our show, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It's really going to help us out a lot, especially with the end of the year coming. It'll help new listeners find our show as well. So we would really appreciate it. If you could help us out by doing that. If you have any book recommendations, questions for us, shoot us an email at fullybookedcalfpod at gmail.com. Also go on and follow us on our socials to see our upcoming reads. We're also going to be posting some spoiler-free reviews of other books we're reading that won't be featured on the pod. We're on Instagram and TikTok at fullybookedcalfpod. Thanks for checking us out. And remember, if you need us, we're fully booked. Bye! Bye.